Thank you guys so much for joining me again here on Jason's Kickback. I have the entrepreneur, the author, and the Las Vegas socialite, the grand, the beacon of black excellence, Mr. Jeremy Washington here. Hi, Mr. Jeremy. Well, greetings and salutations, love. Ah, it's so good to see you. What's going on? What are you doing? Where are you at right now? Like, you look grand. I'm just at home. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw you sipping on something. What is that? Yeah, so um, actually, I'm trying the Snoop Dogg gin. It's a strawberry gin mixed with some um, tonic water and cranberry and orange juice. You know, just a little something, something. <laughs> you just had that laying around in, at the house. You just said, I'm just going to throw this all in there. That sounds amazing. That's why it's Grand Chateau, baby. <laughs> how how's it going how's it going how has been how has this last been year been for you <laughs> um even though it's been corona or covid um it's i've still been very blessed and very busy <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know with, with the baking at the end of the day people like to eat and then they got their stimulus checks so they got some money now so <laughs> you understand so life <laughs> has been really busy i can't complain Yes, thank God. Thank God. A lot of businesses suffered last year because of the pandemic. Did you see any any of that um, happening to you as well in your business? Uh, well, with my business, you know, I do so many different things. So uh, with like my topic parties, that part I could not do. Um, so that um, I've been doing that for 11 years. So to not do that, that did do something to me. However, with the baking business, that picked up tremendously. So, um, you know, it's like a, it was a win-win for me, if you may. I lost a little, but, you know, I still gained even more. Definitely. Now, now I want to talk a little about the baking business. How did that even come to be? I know that your recipe for sweet potato pies is coveted at this point. So how did that become something that you branded and developed into a business? Uh, well, the biggest thing is I remain consistent. A lot of uh, entrepreneurs that start out, you know, they get uh, they become overzealous. So they want to do so much so fast right. with just sweet potato pies. I kept that for about eight years just by itself on GP. Then I end up adding other um, other items to my menu. But at that time, I had built a brand and established. But it all started with just being, you know, having Southern hospitality and gifting somebody something. You never go to anyone's house empty handed. So therefore, that was my thing, you know, a little Southern charm. Definitely. Now, how did you realize that your recipe was going to be something that was going to bring you money? Like a lot of people can make a sweet potato pie, I suppose. But what makes yours so special? Well, it's fresh, smooth, creamy, no lumps, no strings, the buttery crust. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's why. <laughs> but again, I with consistency it. and with my slogan, like that really did sell. And and with my business, I said initially, uh, sex sales. So, you know, not sex per se, but, you know, being sensual and knowing what people want and how to get people's attention, you know. So those are things that I've really worked on. But uh, being just setting out saying, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be known for this, that was not my thing. So it just organically happened. So that's why I say, well, it's meant to be because I surely didn't force the square into a triangle piece, you understand? <laughs> exactly. That that's that that's awesome to hear. I also want to talk a little bit about your book. 2015 it was published, Pow, Words of Wisdom. I don't know if you thought I was gonna bring that up. But it um it was published in 2015. What stage in life were you at when you created this book? I was redefining myself actually. Wow. That's when uh because I called that actually the redefinition of Jeremy Washington. Um and and in 
I have two books. So in volume two, that's when I came up with the saying, love yourself, know yourself and accept yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was beginning to embrace homosexuality, uh, just, you know, growing into adulthood and uh, being on my own. Like it was just a lot of different things. Um, and then things that were going on in the world too. So it was just trying to, people can make you feel like you're this, but then you're not that. So there's just trying to find your place and your purpose. And with the book, that was actually a follower had said uh, with some of the posts that I do, she was keeping like a memoir, if you may. And she was like, I'm just keeping a collection and, you know, I'm going to make a book. And my mentor at that time said, I needed another product. Um, even though I had my pies and people booked me, I couldn't necessarily travel with that. So I need something else to go with my brand. Sure. Then it was at the same timing. And then bam, I put a collection together of just different quotes uh, that I may have heard through life. Something I thought of or in church, you know, I took notes in church and it was just, a, um, I always kept it in my notepad on my phone and I just sat and put it all together, had an editor and I'm a self-published author. Yes, that's awesome. And that, that, that speaks to black excellence, really being able to hone in on your experience and to be able to help other people through literature and through these words of wisdom, because it's definitely something that's needed. And we really got a test of that, obviously, in the last year, like words of wisdom, a lot of times is really what um, propelled hope in a lot of people. Indeed. And so your uh, book is definitely something that I find to be tremendous that you've added to your brand. Now, at, tell me a little bit about Little Jeremy as a child. Like, did you, at what point did you realize you were like grand, like you were that superstar? What age was that? <laughs> well, when I was a child, I didn't speak as a child. So I like to be around adults. That was, the, I didn't like to play with kids. I didn't play games. I watched soap operas. Like, you know, like that, I was in the kitchen with my great grandmama. So it was just different things I didn't do, regular things that an adolescent would do, you know? Yeah. So I just say I always been grown. So it was just something I always like to work. So um, it wasn't about being grand. It was just about being independent. Mm. That's what I wanted to be. I want to be grown. I want to be independent. So and then grand, I, this is what I tell people, first of all, because people use grand out of context. You understand? OK, now. So therefore, I tell people it's a lifestyle. You understand? Uh-huh. It's not just, oh, I, oh, I want to be. No, you have to know etiquette. You have to know how to sit. How to, all of that is not just, oh, I want to put on for people. This isn't a put on. This is me. Come on. <laughs> I wake up to it. You understand? So That's it's right. a difference. So it's just, my grand is just embracing yourself and owning it, you know, walking with your head high. And, you know, I don't look down. I don't look down on people either, but I don't look down. So it's just, that confidence that you have about yourself, I think is what makes you grand when you own your own. Definitely, definitely. Now, growing up now, are you originally from Las Vegas or you are born from the South? No, I'm born and raised. My people from Texas and Louisiana. That's awesome, that's awesome. So how was that growing up in Las Vegas? A lot. Of, I've never heard the experience of anyone growing up in Las Vegas. How was that as a child? I mean, it's uh, to me, it's another city. You know, I appreciate Vegas more so when I travel away. Mm. But Vegas, it you know, we have the strip, the Las Vegas Boulevard, but however, most locals don't frequent there. You know, it's only when visitors come in, but it's just a regular way of life. Um, I do appreciate it because it's more clean, more new. Um, you know, when I travel, like even going to Atlanta, you know, a lot of things are very rural out there. So it's just like, okay, I'm not used to that. Not that everything here is all clean and dandy, but I don't know, it's just more up to par. But uh, every summer, I used to go down to Texas to visit my great grandparents. So that's where that southernness comes. And people think I'm from the south because of my little southern draw, if you may. Sure. But 
watching them and being um, under my great grandmother's tutelage, actually, you know, um, going around to clear people, going to the ranches, going to uh, where they have farms. And my uncle, uh, great uncle had cows and all that stuff. So you just see different ways of life. So that actually goes into the grand, if you may. Definitely. And but Vegas something... is Vegas, baby. It's something for everybody to see. But, you know, when y'all come here and take y'all pictures, I'm going to look at them, they check in. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we probably got some $49, $50 flights, okay? Okay, because at one time, getting to Vegas, at least from here in Oakland, was really cheap. So I remember that's why a lot of people were going. Now, I don't know. I don't know. But before that used to be the reason. But I love Vegas. You know that. I had a good town out of Oakland, though. And I stayed in, uh, I didn't stay in Oakland because they said, you know, you might get robbed or something. So we stayed in Walnut. What is it? Walnut Creek. Walnut Creek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, no, your rent car might get broken into. I was like, oh. I'm just saying. Where the this was like 10 years be. ago, though. It's been a while since I've been there. <laughs> I don't know yes. if things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't changed. I think it's gotten a little worse, but that's <laughs> cool. <You know? laughs> I want to talk about how you started hosting these iconic parties. Your parties, when I tell you, out of everyone I follow on social media, I look forward to your Halloween party and costumes more than almost anyone's. I know you're going to bring it. Whatever it is, you're going to bring. And yeah. we didn't know we needed it until you brought it. So yeah. how did this even come to be? How did these parties become so successful? How did you become that czar kind of in your industry in that area? Well, with the topic party, so the topic parties and Halloween are two different things, but the topic okay. party started in my apartment um, 11 years ago. So I, um, I've always worked two jobs, uh, medical field and like restaurants. So um, with that, so I've been in medical field ever since I was 18 years old um, and still am currently. But at any rate, um, I would always just check in and check out of my apartment. So I was like, it's fully decorated. Let me have some people over. I'm always thinking. So um, I started that, uh, started posting pictures on Facebook. But uh, and more people came that this time I had people down the hallways, sitting on the floor, like and we just it was friends, you know. Yeah. But then at some point it started to I had to have two a month. Then I was like, well, you can't have all these spirits in your house. You understand? So I had to go ahead and get a venue. But I told <laughs> them that if I do, y'all going to have to pay. Lo and behold, people began to support and are supported even more. And I've been going with that. And so what it is, is we talk about sex, relationships, controversial issues, current events. So it's very diverse. Um, and it's not just about gays. It's a, everybody's welcome. So it's a lot of people don't like to go to clubs, bars, smoking environments. So I created a different atmosphere for you to get out without actually getting out into that secular realm. So yes. with that, what I hear now is that I've been crossing different boundaries that I didn't even realize. I'm just asking questions but it goes with anybody can do it but it's about the host you know because i have now over 150 people that attend so when people have liquor in their system you have to be able to moderate uh grown babies <laughs> <laughs> but with that so that's that part and that just grew and um yeah so that's amazing but with halloween i just like to be naked <laughs> We love to see it. We love to see it. It's That's how that really started. And I used to be big. So when I lost my weight, it was like, shit, you couldn't tell me nothing. Then I went to that redefinition phase. So you really can tell me shit. You understand? <laughs> so, and it just, yeah. Then I got in a relationship. So I had to dial back a little bit. But, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all. And it just grew. And now people made it to look forward to because I just, I stepped outside the box. Even if it was a police officer, I was going to be a sexy police. Everything I wanted to be, I wanted to be sexy because I didn't feel I was sexy. 
Wow. So it was the insecurity that turned to a security, a confidence, a confidence, you know, that I had in myself. Okay. So that's what that is. So now that I know people look forward to it, I'm like, shit, I got to really bring it. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. If the next time I'm in Vegas, I hope I am in town when you are throwing one of these iconic parties, because for some reason, I went to Vegas with the intention of meeting you. And then I got a lot of things happened on that trip. So I could not meet anyone. So I, it, needless to say, I want to come to a Mr. Grand Jeremy event. That is something that is on my bucket list for sure. Well, thank you, babe. Of course. So I do want to talk to you a little bit about um, church because you and I share that in common. Um, I don't know. Did you grow up Kojic? I grew up Kojic. I grew up Baptist and then I uh, turned Kojic when I was like 16. I almost say turned Kojic. I started attending a Kojic church. <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference. I was not born in. Okay. <laughs> so at what age did you realize that not that you were gay, but you were different? Ooh, that's like a loaded question. Um, I, know. I guess I, well, I knew something. I always knew something, but I think more so high school because okay. then you start to see more. Yeah, you know, and then you experience well, shit, middle school. Well, shit, I don't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to my therapist about that one. Look, yes, <laughs> mental no, health I... is very important. Okay, we all need to see a therapist. Don't yeah. mean anything is wrong, but go. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And uh, so the reason why I ask is because I remember for me growing up as a Koji kid or a church kid in this context, I was told several times to reel back or to dial down my flamboyant character in several spaces um, in religious spaces, like in church and things like that. Did you ever encounter um, things like that when you were growing up or even when you were a young adult? No, that's something I actually never went through. So um and I think that that was a battle of mine too, because then I was like, well, do people know? Do people not know? Or are people talking about me? So those are the things that I thought about. You hear little things, but no one ever, I never got called into my pastor's office or anything like that, no. Thank God, okay. And to be fair, neither did I, but it, I had a very different experience. But needless to say, I definitely, thank God that did not happen to you. Thank God. I am one of those people who struggle with this topic only because there's so many of us that are still in the church that want to live freely, but are scared to. And so what gave you the confidence to kind of break free from like probably a pre-established mold? I was my saying, love yourself, know yourself and accept yourself. At that point, I, I just got to a point that clearly God loves me because if he didn't, I would have been forsaken. I wouldn't be as blessed as I am. I wouldn't have as much favor over my life as I do. I wouldn't be as advanced as I am, you know, if I was that bad in God's eye. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, some of this stuff is just a lot of opinions. So granted, I know what the words say, but the words say a lot of stuff. You understand? So therefore, do we follow it all? No, but again, God still loves me. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I, I'm, I'm a believer that I, uh, I, I've always said this, God will let you do what you want to do to a certain extent. Then when you step a little bit too far, then that's when he rears you back in to say, all right, now you've done a little bit too much. That's I'm right. going to bring it in. So that's how I've lived my life. And, you know, and stuff like that, you know, different things, but it's like, not, I don't make it out of obligation. Yeah. I do it because I want to. I feel led to do it. You know, I bless people in other ways. Like so, it's like still taking the doctrine, but it's you you uh, using it to. How do I say? It? 
I don't know. Using it to make it work for me. That's it. You know? Because it's our relationship. That, at the end of the day, you know, I think that's salvation in a nutshell. It's it's an individual walk. And I think that people kind of get sidetracked with the visuals at times or what they think should be and what they shouldn't be. But again, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, one of the things I know, do know, I think you stopped going when I started going, but you used to go to St. Louis, correct? The um, Coja Convocation, right? What was your experience like there? Because I know you went, I you were there when I wasn't there. I think I started going maybe three years ago. What was your experience like, Mr. Jeremy? <laughs> well, first I went to the 100th. So that was my very first one, and that was in Memphis. So I was able to experience how that was, and that was when um, uh, Bishop Patterson was still living. Yeah. So that, that was like, okay, that was nice. Iconic. Then the only reason why I went back is I think they had it two more years, and I didn't go to Memphis. Then I went to St. Louis. So the only reason why I went is because it was in a different city. So, you know, I was trying to get my notches up. You understand? Come on so <laughs> I went. And I had to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you smiling? <laughs> I had to learn that you go, you have to go, you have to know what you're looking for when you go. Ah. <laughs> so that's how you have to keep your focus because I'm, well, I mean, it is, it is what it is. It could be a sex show. It could be a holy show. It could be a freak show. It could be a lot of different shows. You understand? So therefore, you have to know how to balance your shows if you do want to call yourself a multitasker. But you got to know what your focus is. And then people are there for just fashions. I can dress up at home. I can play dress up at, how, Come on. at home. Come on. I, I, you know, my thing was a lot of people paid money for all these clothes, but then they got four, five, nine roommates. And you still Come stand on. with your mom and your sister and your cousin. Like, I just don't understand. But you got these. Anyway, don't Come get me started on, on the rant. <laughs> So it was just just to look and see that people wouldn't go to the service till like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, but that's when it's supposed to be over. over. Like, what was your purpose about coming? I didn't come just to fraternize. I don't know these people. Right. But granted. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. But granted, I did get to learn them soon and very soon. Because yes. <laughs> <But laughs> they're there. <laughs> They are there, and it is an it is experience. And it's, and it's yours for asking. Come on, <laughs> like, like very, very freely, very freely. Like you I didn't, lot, I didn't have even a realize of options, honey. <laughs> the fruit keep on giving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize that I remember my first year there, and I am pretty open with who I am. I don't put it on a T-shirt, but I'm not one to hide. And I remember just going to certain around certain groups of people and going into the vendors and things like that. And it was just like one of those things where I didn't realize people were so like I got hit on at least three times. If I'm going to be completely frank. And what I find very interesting about that complex is that when I did my Kojic blog here on YouTube, I got lots of comments saying, what is this boy doing at our church wearing makeup? What is he doing? He's giving us a bad name. And in my head, I'm thinking these people clearly have not been to St. Louis. <laughs> like this is this clearly is coming from people who've never been to this event. Like this is a free for all, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, it is about what you go for. So I had That's to right. learn after a few years that okay, I can go to the men's service and learn something. I can go to the yes. youth service and receive something. And even if, but I had to go by myself. You know, I still came with uh, met uh, with my group. But at the end of the day, when it came to services. 
but that's how I went to church anyway here in Vegas. I always went to church by myself. So, and that's how I learned. So you go for what you want. Absolutely. And and that's a fair point. There's a lot of services that are fabulous, really, um, really spellbinding services, to be honest, um, the last time I was there. And so I really enjoy all of that. But everything comes with, I guess, a flip side, right? No pun intended. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you kind of walked into that one, right? <laughs> so I want to talk to you about love. Like, like what 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 current state is your love life in, Mr. Jeremy? Like, who's your dance partner, Aretha? Return of the Mac, honey. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's time for a refill, honey. Look. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I'm single now. I was in a relationship for uh, three and a half years. Uh, it was wow. long distance that turned into uh, him relocating here. Um, uh, but, you know, um, how do I say this? No tea, no shade. But you get to a certain point in your life, you can't force things to work. And just because it doesn't work doesn't mean that anything is wrong with the individual. But you just cannot parent a relationship. You can't want certain things greater for the other person than what they want. You know, it's certain things like that. And my therapist actually said it best. You can go into a designer store and see a designer shoe. And just because it doesn't fit you, doesn't mean that anything is wrong with the shoe. It just doesn't fit you. Mm. And I was like, wow. So, you know, it's okay. But a lot of people stay in dead in relationships for too long. And that's when resentment comes in. And that's when anger, all of that. And I was just at a point, no, I can't do this. Love you mean it, but I love me more. My peace, wow. my my energy is more important. If you don't have peace anywhere else, you need to have it in your home. So that was my biggest thing. So, you know, yes, I'm single. And now I'm at a point because it's been, um, what it be a year in June? Now I'm ready to, you know, I'm open. However, you know, I'm about my business too. Come on. So I'm at a point now that I've experienced that because that was actually my first real relationship mm. as an adult. So now you get to a point I'm grateful for it. So I don't regret that or anything because I learned so much. I know what I will put up with, what I want, how much of me I can get, you know, without giving too much. Because sometimes in a relationship, uh-huh, see, look, here I go. Sometimes in a relationship, you can put yourself on a back burner. You understand? Yes. You don't realize it while you're in it until mm. you're out of it. Like, dang, I used to like seafood balls, but they didn't like seafood. So I just stopped eating, you know, little right. things. But right. those are big things. You stop be caring of you. But yeah, there you go, baby. No, definitely. <laughs> that was a nugget. <laughs> no, definitely. I actually, that actually go, kind of goes to my next question on like, someone like me, like I've never been in a relationship. I've never been in a relationship. I cannot seem to find a way on how to like navigate finding love. I'm 26. And oh, really? Yes. Yes, I'm 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 getting up there. So <laughs> I need to figure out what is the secret sauce? Like what is like the potion that so many guys have that I clearly do not have? Cause like I put myself out there, I try to talk to guys and stuff, but I don't know if it's the my attraction level. I don't know if the fact that I wear makeup. I don't know what's the fact I like I don't know what it is. So like help me and somewhere else out there probably how to find love in a situation like mine. <laughs> Well, I would tell you that nothing necessarily has to be wrong with you, baby. As okay. I said, that was my first relationship and I'm 34 years old. Mm-hmm. And so I was 31 when I got into that. Mm-hmm. So, and you're only 26. So I did find myself questioning certain things, but 
when I saw the people that will come up and approach, I was just like, I'm, I'm not just going to settle with anything. Just say I have something. Because do I really? Right. <laughs> Hello? Right. Baby, I can't teach you what your mama should have, honey. Okay? Ah! <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's about the three Fs, honey. Fuck me, feed me, and finance me. So if you can't do those things, what are you doing? Okay? I need to put you on my taxes. I need to claim you. You're my child. That's it. So... But those are the people that were in, that I was coming, that were approaching me. And I was just like, I refuse to settle. Or then you, I'm sure you do deal with this frustration. You see people that are less fortunate looking, <laughs> but then they boot up and happy, or they got a fine motherfucker. And you like, whoa, what's wrong? But you know, it's, at the end of the day, nothing's necessarily wrong with you. Sometimes right. you just got to go through you to get you together. You know, and, that's, mm-hmm. and I said this, Somebody is just preparing themselves on how to deal with me, okay? Wow. <laughs> and I'm getting prepared on how to deal for them. So that's, that's why it should change your perspective, baby. But don't rush into anything. That's when. That's why all these people have these broken and failed relationships. I didn't want all these notches on my on my on my books on my records to say I've been in four, five, nine different relationships. No, I've been in one. That's okay. a pride. So own that shit that you have not. People respect that. They're like, oh. Because they assume that gays, you're supposed to have so many different men, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, that's that's a part of the culture. Now, I ain't saying I ain't had sex, but you understand. In those stages where you have those urges and there's nobody to call, like... I'm tired of being like pink and me in your hand tonight. Like I'm tired of being that guy. Like I get you. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes with me, it's not all about sex. It's just about the uh, the intimacy, the chemistry, and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, the coddling, that type of stuff. But I, I totally get you. But <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you think you miss a nigga, honey. And sometimes you just horn it, just nut off. Okay, just yeah. nut. That's all you got to do. But don't misconstrue that because a good nut can turn you into a nut. Okay. Wow. Wow. Somebody out there just got blessed. Somebody out there just got blessed. <laughs> What's next for Mr. Grand Jeremy? Mr. Jeremy Washington, what is next for you? Oh, so much. <laughs> so much that I can't tell right now. I'm, oh! Just so you know, I'm really working. I am really, that's why I tell you, and this is to uh, give encouragement to anybody. Got off work today. I had to do a delivery. I had to go to the grocery store. Still had to peel potato yams. You know, they yams is born on the stove now, but I said, do your interview. I got things to do. I'm going to Atlanta on Friday. Like, it's just, you have to do what you have to do. So, therefore, that's where I'm at. I have so many things that I'm juggling right now. Um, I'm about to hire a delivery person because I'm like, it's just too much. So, those are the blessings that I look at like, wow, these are good problems to have. So, what's going on with me next is work. Good work. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Not all the way to the bank work. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I think, and, and honestly, I think at this point, like it, after 2020, if you're not going to the bank, you're going to the grave. Like there's like, at this point, like God, God well, I forgot what the verse is, but God takes away the, the fruit that, uh, the tree that bears no fruit or however it goes. Like if you got bear any fruit, you got to go. You gotta go. If you didn't learn anything during COVID, if you didn't advance yourself during COVID, shame on you. And it's too late now. The world opening back up in June here in Nevada. So it's just too late now. Like you had ample amount of time to reinvent yourself. You know, I've been traveling. During them travels, I've been doing some stuff. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> How much stuff have you been doing? Enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes. I just want I to start... bail never tells, honey. Okay. I'm a good old first gentleman. Okay. That's it. Yes. You see, I wrote my pearls for you. <laughs> yes, yes. I knew you were cold. I said, let me pull my long chain out, okay? You know <laughs> this. You know this. I always appreciate it. I appreciate the grandness of it all. Do you have, a, I do want to ask you, though, do you have a lot of gay friends? I find them kind of hard to have. And that's oh. a whole different conversation. But, I, like, do you have a lot of friends that are, like, other gays as friends? A lot of people have only gay friends. I don't know how the hell that works. Like, I've never had that experience. Like, what has been your experience with because I've had good, uh, um, good experiences and not so. He's had a drink on that one, honey. Look. Yes. So, like, honestly, your experience Honestly, I do. I do. Don't get me wrong. I do have. Um, well, when you say friends, first of all, <laughs> friends is a loose word. I have a lot of associates. Okay. Oh, okay. Just because I photograph well with people, don't mean if they're my friends. Okay. Okay. Understand? There's a difference. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, I do have gay gay friends, gay associates. Yes, um, but I, I guess what the, when people see the events that I have or where I go, it's not necessarily a gay event. Yeah, right. Does that make sense? So I just don't go to just gay events. I go to more straight events, straight venues, straight party. It not that I I fancy one greater than the other. Well, well, in a sense, I kind of do. Uh, because gays bring a lot of drama and it's a lot of jealousy, a lot of animosity, and I don't have time for that. Everybody looking at you from head to toe. Bitch, I know I look good and I match. And that's you it. You know, so what, what? Say something, acknowledge. But see, I'm that type of say, oh, I like your shoes, but you know, uh, thank you. See, it's different right. on, the, on, the, on the straight scene. It's like, oh, thank you. I like your shoes. You know, it's right. I, I just don't do all that. So I feel like I'm already judged. And even at, my events, and it's sad to say, and I, and I say this over my mic too, a lot of gays don't support my events. I, men, gay women, yes. But as far as when it comes to men, I, it's it, it records will show, I, it's no lie. I have more straight people than gay people, folks at my events. And if it is gay, it's lesbian. So, you know, and I heard things over the years that some people thought that I, uh, I was greater than or better than, and I'm like, nigga, I'm just working. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I'm not bashing anybody's lifestyle, way of life. I'm not making uh, mine. So, that's just so. Therefore, I moved accordingly and I supported accordingly. Oh, that was good. That did something to my spirit. I was going to say, and do you think that was intimidation? On whose part? On their part. Like, they, like, oh, you are out here. Be- <laughs> You're like, oh, no, not me, bitch. That's what you heard. Look. <laughs> No, <laughs> I know intimidation on their parts because you are a, a a homosexual man that is in Las Vegas doing your thing, bringing the hustle to the LV, and a lot of a lot of people don't have that in them to do. Do you think that's a, the reason why a lot of people don't support you? Because I can tell you, a lot of gays don't support me for the almost the exact same reason. But and it's so sad because I give opportunities. Well, my thing, I will have entertainers like, hey, y'all can come dance, y'all can, I can put you on. Like, my thing is about outreach. And, you know, what I always say, when I make it, we all make it. Everybody that helped me, we, when I go up, we all go up. So okay. it's nothing that I, I, I don't try to shy. My gay them, clearly they know, and the women still want me. But um, 
And he can rate it still. <laughs> and I still want them a little bit too. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> don't get it. That's why I tell them, don't let the pretty fool you. Okay. Okay. But, <laughs> but with that, it's just like I really don't know. But when I talk to them, you know, when I talk to some of my gay friends and gay associates, it's never no, it's never no problem. So, but at the end of the day, actions speak louder. Right. <laughs> and receipts right. are receipts. That's it. That's it. And why do you think that is? Like, why do you think we are so competitive? Like, is it because we have that crab in a um, bucket mentality? Like, why do you think I'm we're not so competitive. competitive like that? I'm not competitive. I, I don't see myself as competitive. I see myself as a leader. Yes, I'm definitely not a follower. That's but competitive, no. Um, I stay in my lane. Definitely. You know, and, and throughout these years, as I said, 11 years at the top of parties, people have came trying to do... Uh, they're trying, no shade, doing <laughs> events and doing topic parties. And I will attend and I will support. But my thing was, anybody can do what I do, baby. Mm. But you would never be me. That's it. And I would never be you. But I own who I am and people respect me for that. And I bring what I bring. So do what you do. And that's okay. But I think to them, it seems as though it's competition and we're all in the same bucket. No, I'm in my lane, honey. I created this, actually. It's certain things. So some uh, some followers actually told me that I guess I'm one of the staples in Las Vegas, in the Black Vegas, uh, with the topic parties and with the pies. And I'm like, yeah. I've always thought of myself just as working, mm -hmm. as a passion. So it didn't seem like I was breaking barriers. So when people break things down to me in recent years, I'm like, wow, I guess I really have done some stuff that, I, you know, accolades I have, awards I have, all that. But it's just I don't see it as that. I just see it as I built this as since my apartment days. I got to peel some yams. <laughs> I got to host a party this weekend. But that, it was where I had to pay bills. That's, That's what it. I saw. <laughs> That's it. And you're one of a kind. I think that's another thing that um, a lot of people find intimidating is that they can create the carbon copy, but they will not be the original. Okay. And with that. Said, take that to me. Take that to me. That was good. Yes. Run the tape yes. back. Run the tape back. For this me. is going to be a part of the promo <laughs> right there. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Mr. Jeremy Washington, and taking time out of your evening to meet with me. One last word. You've dropped a lot of it, but one last word of encouragement to the listeners before we wrap up. I just want to tell people, again, as I said, love yourself, know yourself, and accept yourself and remain consistent. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you start something, focus on that one thing, major on that, and then move to the next. Do not have too many hands in the pot. People will respect you when you remain consistent. Wow. Make sure that y'all follow me at, uh, at Mr. Grand Jeremy on all social media platforms, my website, as well as www.mrgrandjeremy.com. Yes, and also if you haven't gotten a hold to those sweet potato pies, you are missing out. Just, just, I just wanted to throw that in there with all of the fabulousness that you have given I us. I need to today. send you some cookies. I'm going to send you some cookies. Send me your address, okay? Yes! That, I, I, those are the one thing I haven't tried yet. So, heaven said, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For all of this and more, James's Kickback is available here on YouTube along with um, Anchor, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to your podcast. And with that being said, you all have a fabulous night and drink up. Have a grand night. Yes. Hold up. Hold up.